Welcome to a very special edition of Chrome Dome Radio, the podcast that covers cars, current events, and more, and politics, because as we all know, there's not enough political conversation taking place in 2019. It just seems like people don't care. Anyway, I'm really excited to be here. Still crushing Zevias, with no sponsors. This is episode 62, still no sponsors. That's okay. That's the podcasting world, guys. That's how you podcast. Well, you know, it's fine. I made, uh, I'm in the middle of making another Trans Am video. By the way, the Trans Am video is doing pretty good. So if you're here, if you're here because you like the Trans Am videos, welcome. This is my podcast. I like cars and, and such. And uh, so this week, my project was to figure out what the rattling sound was on the bottom of my car. It was coming from somewhere. You know, I drove around with my buddy of mine, my mechanic buddy, and he, we thought maybe it's a heat shield. It wasn't a heat shield. And then we thought well, maybe it's a weird catalytic converter, not the catalytic converter. So I got under there yesterday, and I think it's coming from the torque converter. In fact, I'm almost positive it's coming from the torque converter. So here's what I did. Uh, first of all, you know, I was under there, it started the car up, and it's making this weird rattling sound at idle, and it gets louder as you accelerate. And, you know, you would think, what, what, th- what throws me off is you would think the torque converter would make more of a whining sound, but I don't have a ton of experience with this. So I got under there, and sure enough, I pinpointed it right at the torque converter. So I removed the shield around the torque converter, and it seemed to get even louder. So I'm narrowing it down, so I call up that same mechanic buddy of mine, and I say, look, dude, I think this is coming from the from the torque converter, and he thought that sounded weird, too, because it, it really wouldn't be making a sound like that, I don't think. Maybe, correct me if you're watching this, comment on the video. Uh, so what I ended up doing, upon his me- recommendation, was disconnecting the flex plate from the torque converter, starting her up and let her run for a while, and sure enough, sound gone. So now, I mean, I don't know what else it could be. It's the to- it's got to be the torque converter. So I I already ordered a new one, and I'm gonna throw that in uh, when it comes in at the end of the week. And I got it, I got it all on video. So that's gonna be the next Trans Am video that comes out. And that's it. And that's the update on the Trans Am. But we're not here to talk about the Trans Am today. We're here to talk about um, a very special special movie to me. It's, uh, it's a movie that came out in 1994, which was like primetime Chris time. It was primetime Chris time. It, I was like 9 or 10. You know, I had all things that were awesome when I was 9 or 10. I was surrounded with my Super Nintendo things and Pogs and slap bracelets and yakbacks and MC Hammer cassette tapes and other 90s things. But there was one particular comedian who was out at the time, and that's Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey was the bee's knees. He, in 1994, he was in three of the biggest comedies of the decade. So he was in Ace Ventura, he was in The Mask, and then he was in the movie we're about to talk about, Dumb and Dumber. Um, And we're not talking the the, uh, what would you say, spaced out, wacky, unhinged Jim Carrey of 2019. We're talking, (laughs) we're talking the coked out, wacky, unhinged Jim Carrey of the 90s. 
right? So, you know, he had his special brand of comedy, which, dude, you got to be the man to be able to pull off the comedy that Jim Carrey pulled off. You know, it's pretty ballsy to go out there and do what he did because it could have easily have just not been funny. Okay? And uh, so, uh, and by the way, I'm, I, you know, I'm really excited to, to cover, to talk about what we're talking about now because I, this, this movie came up at, in my office recently and some of the younger folks in the crowd didn't think it was very funny, the movie. And I went, What? Like, I would argue it's one of the funniest movies of all time. And even when I go back and watch it now, I still laugh at it. And I think, oh, this comedy really holds up. This is really funny. But apparently, apparently, the younger folks don't get it. And you know what? Fine. More for me. I don't mind. I don't mind when people don't like things because then more for me. Like, like, like my wife doesn't like peanut butter. Do you know how awesome it is that my wife doesn't like peanut butter? All of it's for me. If there's peanut butter in the house, all of it is for me, and that is it's awesome. All right, so uh, in uh, Dumb and Dumber, which is, like I said, one of the funniest movies ever, directed by the Farrelly brothers. This was actually their directorial debut. Um, you may recognize other movies that they ended up directing after this one, such as Kingpin, There's Something About Mary, me, myself, and Irene, and that Three Stooges movie that they made for some reason. Yep, there's a Three Stooges movie out there. Excuse me. Um, and the special car from this movie was the Mutt, the Mutt's Cuts van. And if you're a child of the 90s, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The Shaggin' Wagon from Dumb and Dumber. Now, in the movie... The car is owned by Harry, played by Jeff Daniels. He ran his dog grooming business out of this van, spent his entire life savings dressing the car up to look like a dog. And Harry lives with his roommate Lloyd, who is played by the man himself, Jim Carrey. And even in the movie, little is known about the van. In fact, the FBI agent in the movie even identifies the vehicle as a 1984 sheepdog which is why this is a funny uh topic for the podcast because there's really not a lot of information on this car and i tried to look it up and i tried to dig around and uh and there's not much but i can tell you that the van under the fur is a 1984 ford econoline Now, though there's not too much about the car itself from the movie, the Econoline has a long history throughout our country, so we could talk about that a little bit. Now, the one that was in the movie, though, was transformed, most notably, being entirely covered with a tan fur-like carpet, both on the exterior and the interior. To complete the dog appearance, the van featured a tail, floppy ears, a nose, a tongue, and of course the movable legs of which had to raise in order to reach the gas cap. And then of course, due to the movie's success really, the van surprisingly became somewhat of of an icon. No 90s kids doesn't rec- you know wouldn't recognize the Shaggin' Wagon, the Mutz Cuts van. 
Which is kind of funny to think about because they probably threw this thing together in days, right? Just thinking it's going to be some silly prop for the movie, but it really became iconic. It, there have been future versions of Dumb and Dumber, including a cartoon, by the way. In case if you don't remember, there is a Dumb and Dumber cartoon that once existed. The van was in there. Since the release of the movie, there have been a ton of replicas made. People make replicas of this van. In fact, my prom year, somebody drove up to prom in the Mudscuts van. And the two dudes came out dressed like Harry and Lloyd. They were ready to go to the ball. You know, the powder blue and the orange uh, uh, tuxedos that they wore. The coolest, there's been die cast models, there's been Lego builds, but the coolest thing I found online was some dude built the Mutz Cuts van out of an Audi RS6. There's a video floating around of a dude who converted a twin turbo Audi RS6 to the iconic Mutz Cuts van. That, that's an expensive car to go screwing around with. Especially in that sense. You know, you're not just putting a vinyl skin on it. (laughs) You're making it look like the Dumb and Dumber van. That car car legit goes for well over 100 grand. It's well into the six figures. And then he even had like the sign, the Mutzcut sign on there. Which was done very well. Looked like they plucked it right off the original van. But the reason I actually... uh, wanted to talk about the Ford Econoline is because I learned some things as I was looking into this. And the Econoline is a part of the Ford E-Series, which is the second longest car line in the history of Ford. The only line that has lasted longer or has been around longer is the F-Series line. Obviously, like the F-150s, like the trucks. The first Econoline came off the production lines in 1960 for the 1961 model year. And there was, of course, the van version. And oddly enough, there was a pickup version. The second generation came out in 1968. And this is when they introduced the V8, which is important. Because by the time the third generation came out in 1975, it was a completely redesigned chassis. And it's important because Ford actually became the first American manufacturer to adapt a body-on-frame construction to a full-size van. That's cool because now the Econoline became popular as like a cutaway van chassis, which allowed it to become things like ambulances and emergency vehicles, and people uh, were building like uh, reporter vehicles out of it. Or whenever you see a a U-Haul truck, you know, that type of thing, they built it out of these E-Series vans. And another cool thing about the third generation Econoline is it re- it remained mostly unchanged between 1975 and 1991. It's a 16-year run. That's pretty cool. Cool. And that sounds impressive until I tell you the Econoline that came out in 1992 is still the one they're building now. Yeah. How cool is that? They're still building the same generation Econoline from 1992. Now, you know, due to the quote-unquote car climate of, of uh, current day, they don't 
sell it to the public anymore. They really just sell the E-Series to commercial markets. People just aren't into vans anymore, which is a shame. By the way, like, my wife hates vans. And I'm not talking caravans, like like the like the minivan type thing. This is a full-size van. Like, to me, full-size vans can be kind of cool, especially if you get with a V8. Dude, I always thought, when I was a kid, I always thought that van from Edward Scissorhands was so cool. <laughs> it had, like, the flames going down the side. It had Krager rims. You know, and you could put the cool exhaust coming up the side. Dude, vans can be cool. Full-size vans. I'm not talking minivans. A full-size van. Like, what were they? Like, the Chevy... Were they G10s? Or the or these, or like the, the Ford Econolines. Whatever. I digress. The, uh... Now, the, the van in the movie becomes the main source of transportation for Harry and Lloyd. And uh, as they make their trip from Providence, Rhode Island to Aspen, Colorado, the Sunshine State, a place where the beer flows like wine and beautiful women instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano, even though the French are assholes. Along their travels, they pick up hitchhikers, and they can easily be fit into the back of the cargo space of the full-sized van. Now, given the fact that they're on a road trip, one would assume they would prepare a mixtape of sorts to enjoy along the way. But no, this van is not equipped with a radio. Ah, radio? Who needs a radio? Mock! Yeah! Ing! Yeah! Bird! Yeah! 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 Now, the van proved to be a worthy chariot for our protagonists as it safely guided them halfway across the country in the wrong direction. Ted! A Ted Lloyd! This mishap leads Harry and Lloyd in separate directions. Harry decides to walk home, while Lloyd heads back into the nearest town. The next time we see Lloyd, he's cruising down the highway in the direction of Harry, riding what can best be described as a mini-scooter. Lloyd tells Harry he traded the van straight up for it. Now, I don't know about you, but to this day, when I see people riding little scooters around, to me, that's the Dumb and Dumber bike. That's what you look like to me. You look like Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels cruising down the highway together. Even if it's just you on the, on the scooter, you still look like that. Lloyd says he can get 70 miles to the gallon on that hog. Lloyd's decision to trade the van is enough for Harry to forgive him. <laughs> and the two friends can continue on their journey. Now, that was the last we had seen of the Mutt Cuts, the, the Mutt's Cuts van. With, you know, excluding the cartoon. Until... The sequel to Dumb and Dumber in 2014, aptly titled Dumb and Dumber 2, T-O, uh. In the movie, Harry and Lloyd come across their old van. Lloyd admits that he was ripped off by the kid who he traded it to, and they decide to take their old van out for a spin, and within seconds, you see them basically catapult the van over a hill and completely destroy it upon landing.
Now, the only thing I could find about the van in, in the sequel specifically is that, yes, it was also a Ford Econoline, and yes, it was a replica, but it was equipped with the original tail, nose, ears, and legs. That's pretty cool. They got the. Uh, by the way, where were they keeping that stuff? <laughs> Why did they keep that stuff? And we're gonna store the leg here, and that's it. That's uh, probably the last we'll ever see of the Mutz Cuts van from Dumb and Dumber, unless of course they want to do Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber Two again, because. That's what they do with movies now. They just keep making them. And they make them like 30 years later. You know, you could make sequels. You know, I was looking at like Ace Ventura, for example. Ace Ventura 2 came out one year later. Ninja Turtles, 1990. Ninja Turtles 2, 1991. You know, if you're waiting a couple of decades to release a sequel, uh, it's not a sequel. That's called a money grab. And it doesn't need to happen. Yeah, the Dumb and Dumber sequel was it was rough to watch. There were moments, I'll give it its due, there were moments that were kind of amusing. But it didn't didn't hold a candle to the original Dumb and Dumber. But what do you expect these guys? You, I, I, you know, it's so strange to me when they expect them to, first of all, like catch lightning in a bottle again. Or to be able to do things that they did 20, 30 years ago. Which is why, I, you know, I don't understand why people give like bands like Metallica such a hard time. What do you want them to keep playing the same music they were playing when they were 19? Yeah, it was awesome. But they're not 19 anymore. They're not angry 19-year-olds. Just like Jim Carrey isn't, you know, doing a bunch of blowing bathrooms anymore. At least I don't think so. You know, he's at a different point in his life. We, it's totally fine to just appreciate the work that he's done before. He doesn't have to do it again. He already did. It's the same with how, like, people, again, like, with the sequel thing, where they're like, you know, or when they, when, when, you, when people are like, why are they rebooting this movie? They're going to ruin it. It's like, no, they're, they're not going to ruin it. They're going to make a bad movie, but they're not going to ruin it because you could still go back and watch the original. Just because Ghostbusters 2016 came out doesn't mean you can't go back and watch Ghostbusters. That's still a thing that exists. It didn't ruin your childhood. You know, people said that with Transformers. Oh, you're ruining my childhood. No, no, no. They said that with the with the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movie. Michael Bay's ruining my childhood. Uh, no. Because you could still go back and watch it. If you think Michael Bay... If, dude, if Michael Bay ruined your childhood, that's so... Like, come on. Getting a phone call live on the show. Not even live. This is recorded. Unavailable? Oh, let's do this.
Hello? Hey, man, please speak with Christopher. This is Chris. Hey, this is Kathleen calling from Kennesaw State University. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. That's good to hear. Um, we're just reaching out just to update you on how to stay involved as an alumni member and just to verify some information we have for you. Uh, so, when was the last time that you were on campus? Unfortunately, I can't talk right now. Can we do this at another time? No problem. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. Thank you. So that right there was my my college that I graduated from. And uh, they call me every three to four months asking for alumni money. And it's, and dude, like I, I, you know, the kids that are calling, I say kids, they're adults, but they're clearly students. And I don't know what they're getting out of it, but they call and they're very nice. And I, you know, I always, I never just hang up with them. I never yell at them. I just say, look, you know, I can't talk right now. And sometimes in the past, I'd, you know, I'd just be like, look, this isn't a good time. You know, basically what I just did. But I can't help but think, did I not give you enough money while I was there? This particular college, man, has expanded so much in the past five to ten years. I think you're doing okay so strange that they call me still asking for money i'm not even there anymore but they try to sweeten the deal they're like oh but you're an alumni you can use the gym you can get discounted tickets to the football games uh i'm fine i'm an adult now some people are all about it they're like sure you were the the most expensive investment of my life i'll give you more Shut up and take my money! I'm trying to think what Jim Carrey's best movie was. I don't know, I think it is Dumb and Dumber. I think it's Dumb and Dumber. Like, I really like Ace Ventura as well. But, I think Dumb and Dumber is better. What do you guys think? Let me know. How many kids right now, like, Jim Carrey used to be a comedian? Dude, how many kids right now, like, Jim Carrey's one of the great philosophers of our time. He taught me about existentialism. He taught me that I'm just a character that I play. That my personality is just a character. He taught me he taught me who I was down below. Down below. Oh. Oh, yeah, and I had just read about some dude that sold a Mutz Cuts replica. Let's see, Mutz Cuts replica car sold. And let's see. For sale, a KC... KC, Kansas City, made replica of the Dumb and Dumber Shaggin' Wagon. Mm. Dude, I love this. I love when articles are written like this. Heads up, Dumb and Dumber fans. A Kansas City custom car builder is selling his replica of the Mutz Cuts van from the classic comedy. Joe Pace. At Pace... 
has put his homemade shaggin wagon on the market for 20 G's. And no, he's not accepting IOUs. Oh, clever. The 2003 Ford conversion van looks like the one Jeff Daniels, as Harry Dunn, drove with Jim Carrey, as Lloyd Christmas, in the Farrelly Brothers movie with shag carpet fur, a floppy red tongue, and ears that flap in the wind. Pace, a movie buff, has also crafted detailed replicas of the Time Machine from Back to the Future and the Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters. Those are cars I will need to cover in the future. I did the episode on the on John DeLorean, but not about the DeLorean itself. So yeah, so that thing's going for 20 Gs. Okay. All right. You know. Would you spend 20 grand for the Dumb and Dumber car? I don't know. I think that's pushing it for me. I feel like I feel like if all of all the replica cars you can build for movies, the Dumb and Dumber ones want got to be one of the cheaper ones, right? Like you can get a Ford Econoline for so cheap, and then just put tan carpet all over it. Hang on, let's see. <laughs> Gross oversimplification. Let's see cars and trucks. I'm going on Craigslist. And let's see what's on Craigslist for Econolines. What is on Craigslist for Econolines? Econoline. Oh, well, we need a 1984, right? So... I mean, dude, a 2009 is 5,900. Come on, I bet you can get a... If they even... <laughs> actually, it might make it more expensive to get a 1984. It's like a classic now. Uh, no Econolines from 1984. You're going to have to work with what you got. Dude, you can buy a van? You, I mean, a bus? You could buy an E350 Econoline bus for 12 grand. Cool. See, this is what I mean. This is the type of stuff they build out of these things. Cool. Where is... We need an older one, though. They only have new ones here. Darn it, Craigslist. Here we go. Here's a 2001 for 2500 Dude, when I was... When I thought I was going to be a famous rock star and go on tour, I looked at so many vans. And I remember thinking, like, a thousand bucks should get me a van. Dude, that's so rock and roll. That's so high school rock and roll. Like, get a thousand dollars and buy a van and just think that you're going on tour. There you go. 2,500 bucks, you know, cover it with some carpet. And uh, throw on some ears and a tongue, and you're good to go, kid. You know, you got a guy? I got a van guy. That's what you need. You need a van guy. Well, you know what, though? Now that I think about it, you could probably get, like, a 1984 Trans Am. Like, a 1984 Black Trans Am for about the same price, like 2500 bucks, And probably pretty easily, at least on the exterior, make it look like Knight Rider. I mean, like, make it look like Kit from Knight Rider. I don't know. I bet that nose kit is pretty pricey. Let's see if we could look up a, a nose kit for Kit. 
Knight Rider. What do you t kit Knight Rider kit? <laughs> A kit Knight Rider kit. Uh. Mm. Replica hour build. Kit still rocks. Going to this website here. Our build. Oh. Oh, dude, you know what? I know these guys. I think these guys were on the Jay Leno's garage for sale. See how much they're selling kit replicas for. Oh. They make you contact them. A 1983 kit convertible replica. Oh, neat. Oh, there you go. There's the price. 28 grand. 27.9. 27.9 and you can have a kit convertible. So there it is, guys. You know, I'm doing the marketing for kitstillrocks.com. No problem, guys. I got gotcha. you. Me and my 35 views. So, yeah, uh, that just uh, solidifies. Perhaps the Dumb and Dumber car would be much cheaper to build. That's cool. I feel like I just sounded like Nicolas Cage. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. When did he say that? Did he say that in Gone in 60 Seconds? Uh, mister, is that your truck out there? The big rig record? The big rig record's mine. That's cool. Oh, now I gotta look it up. You know what I... You, <laughs> he said that, right? Or he's just like, that's cool. That's cool. Nicholas Cage. That's cool. That's cool. Oh, I found a Nick... A Nicholas Cage clip here. Oh, we gotta watch this. Look! Cop car! Uh-huh. Long as I'm in here, you're just gonna sit out there, aren't you? I... Oh man, he's one of my favorites, dude. Taylor, Taylor thinks I'm nuts because Nicolas Cage is one of my favorite actors ever, like legit. By the way, while we're on the topic, apparently didn't know this until recently. Nicolas Cage got Jim Carrey into acting, and they were roommates. And uh, that's weird. I would never have thought that. Oh, dude, I love this too. Dude, this is so classic. <laughs> oh man i love it how's that for a car podcast guys going from dumb and dumber to night rider to gone in 60 seconds Ooh, i saw the original gone in 60 seconds once and uh haven't come back to watch it since i just remember it feeling like it was really long it's only an hour and a half of course it felt long to me I, I like the sequel a lot. Not the sequel. I liked, uh, There's a reboot for you. By the way, people always say reboots are never as good. Gone in 60 Seconds reboot is better. Fight me. <laughs> Why? Nicolas Cage and Angelina Jolie. Mmm. Dude, Eleanor was such a sexy car. Eleanor? Oh, is this the jump? Oh, he's already in the air. Hang on. Gotta go back. Here we go. 
We're going to get flagged. I just want to see the jump, dude. <laughs> so sick. Oh, oh, I got a gem for you guys. Speaking of really cool big rigs. Uh, oh, oh, here's, here's a poem for you. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Camel's testicles bitten by woman at Louisiana truck stop petting zoo. Oh, what? This headline. Let's read, read this. This just popped up. A woman bit a camel's testicles at a Louisiana truck stop petting zoo and was cited for criminal trespassing, according to reports. Oh, the woman, a Florida resident. Hey, Florida, stay in your lane. She was chasing her dog when she crawled into Casper's enclosure. I guess the Casper Casper is the, the camel. Uh, at the Tiger truck stop on I-10 in Gross... Dude, does that say TT? In gr Gross TT made it up. The Baton Rouge Advocate reported Sunday in Gross TT, Gross Tet, and uh, and made the name up. She told deputies she bit the 600-pound camel when he sat on her. It happened Thursday. What? She said. I bit his. <laughs> she said, "I bit his balls." Dude, she definitely had a su strong southern accent. She said, "I bit his balls, but to get him off me, I bit his testicles to get him off of me. I bit his balls to get him off of me. I bit his testicles to get him off of me." That's the direct quote. I bit his balls to get him off of me. I bit his testicles to get him off of me. Oh, she's a gem. The woman was brought to the hospital. What about the camel? What about the camel? Deputies gave her and her husband summonses on the trespassing charge and for not having their dog on a leash. I guess they don't have a summons for biting a camel's testicles. The camel did nothing wrong, Hamilton told the paper. They were aggressive. The camel was just doing its normal routine. How did you get in a situation where a camel's sitting on your head and you, what? And you bite the camel's balls. I don't believe it. This is a fake, this is fake news on Fox News. This is on Fox News, by the way. It's fake news on Fox News. He's really a gentle giant. That's what it says right here. Pamela Bossier, who manages the truck stop, said the tiger... Wait, what he said, said the tiger had never attacked anyone? Wait a second. Why is it saying tiger now? This says camel. Camel's testicles bitten by woman. Yo, Fox News. Camel's testicles bitten by woman. But at the bottom, it says the tiger had never attacked anyone. Uh -huh. and, uh, and then right here. He's a really gentle giant. She told the paper about the camel. Hey, Fox News, fix it. I love reading the comments on Fox News. Like, if this website's good for anything, 
it's the comments at the bottom because I know at some point they're going to blame Obama. I didn't even I didn't I didn't even have to read the story and I knew she was from Florida. Says Orange Custard. Let's see. Some of these comments are so good. Oh, there's not gonna be any good ones now. Oh yeah. The camel was just doing his normal routine. Sitting on people's face is a normal routine. Haha. <laughs> Show more comments. Uh yeah, these these are oh this guy said oh nuts <laughs> oh nuts probably made her husband oh here we go here we go from doctor shm dot md fix it gotta be a democrat that's what he says gotta be a democrat huh. <laughs> So, okay, first of all, yeah, again, Fox News, fix it. You're talking about camels, and then you're talking about tigers. Because I know why you got confused, because it's the tiger truck stop. Got right past the editor, not paying attention. Focus, you know? This is all you do, report the news. Oh, I'm an idiot. It says right here, the truck stop once had a tiger-provoking controversy. Hey, what the f What does that have to do with the story? That's where the tiger comes in? The truck stop once had a tiger-provoking controversy, but then they said the tiger never attacked anyone. Why is this even in the story? We're talking about the camel's balls getting bitten, and then out of nowhere, the truck stop once had a tiger. Dude... <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> and this one time, a man wearing a hat walked into the shop. And this other time, we watched the sunset. And then this one time, a bird landed right near the tiger. And then this other time, pretty sure a, a, a replica, a replica Mutzcuts van pulled up. That has nothing to do with the story. The truck stop once had a tiger. Okay, once upon a time. Don't need it. Take it away. Uh. <laughs> this guy, this is the best comment from Wisdom for You. I'm smarter now. <laughs> I'm smarter now. Okay. All right. Anyway, that's it, guys. That's it. I thank you very much for tuning in. I had a good time. This was fun. Uh, you know, don't forget, if you're listening to the podcast in your car, the video is available on YouTube and XOTV. And then if you're watching it already on either of those platforms, don't forget you can listen in your car. This is a podcast. We're available on all the podcast platforms. And uh, don't look for me on social media because I don't care anymore. And I don't do that. And I don't pay attention to it. So, you know, I used to say, find me on Twitter or Facebook, Instagram. Nope, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Don't care about it. So you can email me, chromodomeradio at gmail.com. But uh, that's it. Thanks you. Ver thank thanks you. Thanks you. Not even going to fix it. I'm keeping it as thanks you. Thanks you for watching and listening. And I'll see you next time.